for your air candy with K&K. The music never sleeps. Get ready for your sugar high with coffee and candy. candy, candy. Yes, yes. Cisco Kennedy, JC, coffee and candy. This is air candy. And speaking of sugar high, that's exactly what went down this weekend. Like the Halloween weekend. Oh, yes, oh, yes. October 28th has passed, but that was our holiday Halloween block party at the George. It was a great event. I think there was about a good 400, 450 people that turned out, which uh, I couldn't have asked for a better turnout. I couldn't agree more. I'm so glad that we had an opportunity to sort of close out the outdoor show season together. It was a great event, and uh, I'm happy to talk about it. First and foremost, we should thank all the folks that supported us. First, we want to give a shout out to Alex Tommaso, the George, and his great staff for hosting the event, mm -hmm. and then all of the great DJs and performers that we invited that committed. Um, 6 to 12 was the outdoor event. 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. was the indoor event. We had Jackie Treehorn, DJ Dupe, a.k.a. Kevin Levine. Lapine, we had um, Luciano G., our friend JM from New York City. DJ Davey D. also came in from New York, which is a great surprise. And then you and I with Coffee and Candy closed it outdoors. And then inside was a great vibe. Jason Saint and Oshin, the legendary. Yeah, there was something for everyone on this particular night. From when it started, Jackie Treehorn warming up the decks, getting the people saying, hey, what's going on over there? People were starting to flock to the block. There's a live DJ going on, playing the funky disco tunes. I love the way that he just opens up the night. It's nothing too, too heavy, but it's something that people can kind of say, I like this. I'm going to stick around, see what's happening. And then hour by hour, each DJ, they were able to compliment the last DJ and pass the baton and keep it going hour by hour. I agree, but it wasn't just the music. It was all about the presentation, right? We, I want to give a shout out to Spencer uh, Lavoie of For Life Entertainment. He had his uh, crew there. There must have been four or five people, maybe six. Uh, we had staging. We had a great area to set up the DJ equipment. We had the LED screens, a variety of lights, smoke, effects. Uh, we had things to hand out. Uh, we had those light sticks. We were yep. passing out T-shirts, candy. I mean, overall, it was the, it was the overall presentation. I don't want to put it in the hands of any single DJ. I don't even want to say it was all about the music. It was the overall presentation, an absolute team event from the basics of setting up the tent uh, all the way to breaking down uh, the staging, the lights, and the LED screen at the end of the night. It was just a fabulous event, great turnout, great time, great opportunity to come together with our peers and our friends in the community and put together just that overall musical performance. And of course, the most important thing, I think, to mention, the great weather that we had because if you're a fan of the show and you've watched some past episodes, then you probably can recall or you heard us talk about a couple of block parties in a row weren't the hottest. Well, listen, I woke <laughs> with up with the weather. When I woke up this morning, there was a, uh, a meteorologist doing a news clip on a local channel talking about the rainfall that New England and Rhode Island has experienced since June. And they were only measuring weekend rainfall since June, and it uh, it exceeded 25 inches of rain. 
and every major outdoor event this summer, for the most part, was a washout, starting with Pride Weekend and leading through all of the uh, Tiki Beach events on Sundays, the uh, the pool party events at Luciano G DJs, a number of our events. It was just, it was terrible. But we ended on a positive note with 70 to 80 degree weather, clear skies, and I think that really contributed to the turnout. And it certainly elevated the experience for the performers. Yeah, and I think it just goes to show you, you gotta stick in the race, the sun will shine, Stay in there. Don't lose sight of the journey. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. We stuck it out. It paid off for everyone. I know it felt good for you on stage. I know it felt good for Alex for the turnout, having like the number of people there. Uh, the whole staff put together a great presentation for all to enjoy. And I, I think it was a hats off to all. You know, you made a comment when you uh, we lowered the sound on the the booth monitors and you were talking to the audience about bringing electronic music back to Rhode Island. And that sort of goes hand in hand with one of our themes that seems to continue throughout the podcast, which is like keeping the music alive. Mm. And, you know, I think that our efforts combined with the assistance of many of the folks in this community have really helped to ignite or re-spark, if you will, sort of the dance life. Because there aren't a lot of big nightclubs right now. Hip-hop seems to dominate a lot of these, you know, local spots. But, you know, we showed the city on October 28th that, that dance music is alive and well. And it comes in many forms. Yeah, and at that moment when I said that, that, that wasn't a script that I had written down at the end of the night when the show's down to the last song, make sure you say these exact words. That was something that I felt in the moment having the power to have the microphone and have a voice. I could have said many, many, many things, but I just felt that the energy that I seen out there, that I felt that you felt, it was very real. And that just validated that electronic dance music is alive and well, and it does have a home and a place in Rhode Island. I couldn't agree more. And uh, it's been a great experience. We've had a number of great shows this year. I think show season's kind of closing itself out, which is sort of natural at this point. Mm -hmm. But I agree. I agree. And, you know, I really like uh, towards the end of the night when we packed up the outside stuff and we went downstairs into the hide where the after party was. I was really impressed with what, you know, Jason Saint and O'Sheen had going on. There was a big crowd down there. It was definitely after hours, underground music and style. But I mean, what we what we took from what we created outdoors migrated into the speakeasy. And that was a whole different scene. And let me tell you, as a fan, I just enjoyed being there, seeing the two of those DJs who were both veterans in the community go back to back. And at the end of the night, you know, Jason and I were chatting and he made a good point. He said, listen, this was a great night for everybody. Oshin and I had a great time. We were right where we needed to be conducting that after hours uh, performance and catering to that community and then he sort of tipped his hat to many of the folks that played outside and said hey you know coffee and candy you guys are main stage djs commercial music appealing to the masses which i've always preached to yeah and then that larger population shrinks down a little bit you know at those late night hours but when you had 
Jason and Oshin available to sort of create that boiler room event or yes. that boiler room effect. Yes. Um, it was wild. Yes. And I and the contrast of the two, the bright lights and the big screens and the big sounds that Coffee and Candy used to close out. Yeah. And then taking that darker, deeper, trance-like sound in the after hours. It was great. It was really great. That term that you use, the whole boiler room effect, I know. James Hype has been really making that something uh, like popular to do for DJs. Um, Zach Martino, I think this week coming up in New York City, if I'm not mistaken, I hope I'm not wrong. I seen it online quickly as I'm scrolling. Uh, he's doing the same thing. He has a uh, like a boiler room set coming up. Um, so who knows? Maybe there is a place in Providence for a boiler room atmosphere, intimate DJ setting. And that's exactly what like downstairs can provide an intimate setting where you can be so close that you can actually touch the DJ. A great point. Oshin talks about this, how uh, it's a more intimate setting. It, it inspires his creativity. Mm -hmm. He loves to do the tricks and to, to show off and his ability to, as he said, tell a story with the music. I mean, you've got guests putting their drinks down on the table where the equipment is set up. I mean, that's just how close everyone is. Yeah. And they're all packed into the smaller room. It's a totally different experience and feel. It's a great vibe. And then you contrast that with what we do, which is big screens, big lights, big stage, big sounds, big crowds. And it, it's, it is, you can compare and contrast them. They are completely different. But I think that Jason Saint really said it right when he said that they complement each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, this was the last block party of the year, right? Yes, it was. That's Just why I said closing out the outdoor season. So the next block party will be, you know, St. Patrick's Day in March. We get a lot of time to think about that, to plan for that, to figure out who to use. And, you know, it's interesting. Let me make this comment. Sure. Um, when Coffee and Candy puts on the production, you know, we're always torn back and forth with, you know, uh, personnel limitations, budget constraints. Uh, are we going to do indoors, outdoors, both? What's the setup going to be like? Should we just do the whole thing ourselves or should we get other people involved? And I am committed to continuing to put on these events with other DJs. I'll be straight with you, Mondo. I know that you know, you've been in the DJ game for decades and, and you're happy to go out and play six, seven, eight hours straight and you have the capability and the stamina to do that. And, and perhaps I do too. I mean, we started out that way together. But the event is so much more interesting from a fan base when you have different DJs playing hour after hour after hour. Now folks don't need to figure out, okay, where am I going to go tonight? Who am I going to see? Everyone's together. Everyone's bringing their own scene, their own feel, their own style. And it gives us a chance to be fans and performers all in the same night, all in the same place with our friends. And that's, to me, what it's all about and what it needs to stay about. At, le at least while we're on these local stages. You make a great point. And uh, like you're not dreaming, you're not hearing things. I'm going to retract my statement from many, many other past conversations. I agree with you 100%. You've convinced me that uh, doing just an hour, having people before and after is the way to go. It makes it interesting. And listen, it gives you a chance to go out there and shine. 
you crush it for 60 minutes, you crush it for 75 minutes. Every fucking person listening knows who Coffee and Candy is if they stuck around. And they, the same sentiment will go over with JM and Davey D and Dupe and O'Sheen, and the list goes on and on and on. If the DJ puts the time and effort into making that set memorable, they're just elevating themselves, their skill set, and the experience they provide for the audience. I agree. Good point. You know? I believe at the end of this talk segment, we're actually going to uh, play the 75-minute set that we had uh, put together and performed for this Halloween block party. I don't know how many tracks exactly were involved, but I know when we performed it, we had 50 tracks. Sure, but, but here's the key. 75 minutes, 50 tracks. The folks that are listening to this need to know that the amount of preparation, two minute per sound, is about one hour prep per minute of delivered sound. And that's what goes into this. And, and that's what makes this so complicated. It's what the it's the art and the creativity, but it's what makes these sets so impactful. Yeah. Yep. And they can be utilized in many different ways. In other sets to come, maybe just a section here or a section there, a piece here or a piece there. Um, touring DJs know exactly how to utilize this to their advantage. They come up with a really, really, really good set that has a solid foundation, and then they maximize that set on their tour. Yeah, Armin Van Buren talked about that in one of his documentaries recently about how, you know, he works so hard to build a set and then, you know, he travels the world and plays it 30 to 60 times, making minor alterations. Yep. But it's all the effort that goes into making it, which is what allows it to be so impactful. You know, we're going to be at Ultra in a few months and, you know, a day after the show, every set that you see live is going to be available on SoundCloud. And it's because the artist who's putting together that set knows how impactful it is and knows darn well that the fan base wants to listen to it over and over again like it was their album from the 80s or the 90s. Yeah, um, like relive the experience. I'm sure some people that were there that night for our block party, once they hear it, they're going to be brought back to the night in their costume, going in, grabbing some candy from that big bin that uh, you so graciously had on supply for everyone to take uh happy halloween for sure <laughs> listen it would not be a coffee and candy experience without the coffee and candy on deck and uh if we had uh if we could have starbucks supply us with a 50 barista stations we could have had them full of fluids as well <laughs> hey you know what speak that into it existence perhaps next year we could have a coffee sponsor along with the candy sponsor for a true coffee and candy experience people always ask oh who's coffee who's candy i know we talked about this before but like we always say listen coffee and candy is an entity okay it is it's it an is, idea it's an idea a lifestyle yes i always describe it as caffeine and sugar high energy which is exactly what dance music is high energy fun Caffeine, sugar, coffee, and candy. Exactly. And that speaks to our style and the sets and the music that we deliver. And listen, anytime I take the stage, you'll always see me with my coffee and candy. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's going to be a little staple. Um, if somebody wanted to dress up for Halloween as JC, they could just have headphones on uh, with a black t-shirt, some black, uh, 
I call them, like gym pants, exercise pants, right? Yeah. And uh, a bag of <laughs> a bag of uh, like Sour Patch Kids and, and a coffee and a coffee, and uh, you got it. That is the K and K costume right there. Listen, I've got my buddy Rui Alves uh, took a photo of me. It's great. I went up on the stage. We're getting ready to to take over from from David's set ending. And I just put my two hands up and I had the private stock candy, yeah. the custom bag that I put together before I left the house and a fresh uh, iced latte. And he just took a picture. It's great. We've got to put that somewhere. I didn't know he was there. Oh, yeah. Ruby's great. I didn't know. I seen a bunch of people in the crowd as the set was going on. And I could recognize a face here and a face there. Um, and another thing is there was a DJ that I am friendly with online. I never met him face to face, but I'm a fan of his stuff. He's a fan of our stuff. And he said, hey, great set last night. And I said, oh, I, I didn't know you were there. I'm sorry. There were so many people out there and with all the costumes on, I couldn't really tell who was who. And he goes, no, actually, I wasn't there. But a good friend of mine and us were having a conversation this morning. And he brought up how great this the set was. He was there. I said, well, that's great. I'm happy to hear that. You know? Yeah, for sure. It seems like every time we do a show like this, the crowd gets bigger and bigger, which is organic growth for coffee and candy. And just, you know, having that crowd in front of us just, just makes it so much worth it. You know, so worth it. Yeah. Because of these past couple of block parties that we've been having, uh, you know, we haven't been really staying on par with like the weekly air candy episodes as we once were they were coming out once a week pretty solid pretty rapidly and maybe as you can tell they took some time maybe there's one now every couple of weeks or one a month we're gonna try to get back to doing them a little more often uh bringing up different topics uh different things to talk about always always keeping it about the electronic music world the electronic dance world um the artistry of it the creativity of it the production of it the software um the hardware of it pioneer denon record box serato mixing key um logic pro tools these are all terms maybe we have talked about here or there but i think we should start to encompass a lot more of that as we go on i agree with you and i think if any of our followers have questions for us on an individual basis, a team basis, about our process, about our journey together, about our backgrounds, about what we're doing, what we're planning to do, the equipment we use, the softwares that we prefer, whatever. Folks can just hit us up on Instagram or any of the social media uh, platforms and pose a question and uh, we'll address it in an upcoming podcast. I think that would be a great idea to allow us to use the podcast to sort of connect more with the audience and deliver perhaps answers to questions that they have or information about us that they don't otherwise have. Yeah, it's all about knowledge, passing on the knowledge. I know there are many things to get to the point where we're at now. We had questions. We were scratching our heads. We were trying to figure out how is this done? How do they do that? Um, What is the best way for this, for that? And we did the research hours and hours online our own little investigating on artists that we like and just constantly trying to find more and more of their routines of their mixes of their sounds um and then just slowly trying to piece together okay this all makes sense and now we have 
the formula that we feel is comfortable for us to do our things. And I'm sure there are people out there that are sort of in that same position right now that we once were many months ago. And there's nothing better than to pass on the knowledge to those who are up and coming. I agree. Yeah. With that being said, um, I think we should just get to this mix. I think so, too. We've only been at it for about 20 minutes. We usually go for 30 on these episodes, but we've got 75 minutes worth of music for these folks. I think we should let them have it. Yeah. So this is the 2023 Halloween block party set. And uh, hope you enjoy. Happy Halloween. The music never sleeps with coffee and candy.
in a jungle. It is in a jungle. It is in a jungle. Yo, listen, you hear that? It is in a jungle. 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 Killers in a jungle. Killers in a jungle. Killers in a jungle. Yo, listen, you hear that? Killers in a jungle. Killers in a jungle. Killers in a jungle. Yo, listen, you hear that? Killers in a jungle. Killers in a jungle.
I toss and turn, I keep stressing my mind, mind I look for peace, but see I don't attain What I need for keeps this silly game we play, play Now look at this Madness the magnet keeps attracting me, me I try to run, but see I'm not that fast I think the first, but surely finish last, last Cause day and night The lonely stoner seems to free his mind at night He's all alone through the day and night The lonely loner seems to free his mind at night At, at, at night Day and night The lonely stoner seems to free his mind at night He's all alone, some things will never change The lonely loner seems to free his mind at night At, at, at night What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much, put that in slow motion, yeah I feel like an astronaut in the ocean, hey. What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much, put that in slow motion, yeah I feel like an astronaut what you know about rolling down in the deep 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 What you know about rolling down in the
Coffee and candy, bitch. All night I've been drinking, all night I've been drinking, all night I've been drinking, bitch.
to be Feeling so faithless, lost under the surface Don't know what you're expecting of me But under the pressure of walking in your shoes Every step that I take is another mistake to you Tumbling down in the city that we love Great clouds roll over the hills Bringing darkness from above But if you close your eyes Does it almost feel like nothing changed at all? And if you close your eyes Does it almost feel like you've been here before? How am I gonna be an optimist about this? How am I gonna be an optimist about this? But if you close your
With something to believe in Monday left me broken Tuesday I was through with hoping Wednesday my empty arms were open Thursday waiting for love Waiting for love Thank the stars it's Friday I'm burning like a fire gone wild on Saturday Guess I won't be coming to church on Sunday I'll be waiting for love Waiting for love to come
Tuned in with Coffee and Candy.